0: The autumn wind is a pirate.
1: Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig. Welcome to our show, and let me tell you, looks like somebody done pissed on a hornet's nest because the Raider Nation is up in arms. Every board across the nation, the Raider Nation is voicing their either pleasure, displeasure, opinions, whatever... But it's a buzz, baby. I'm telling you right now. We're going to hit on that for sure here on Show 183.
2: Okay,
1: Okay, today's show, you got it, man. I'm telling you, we got to let everybody have their fair share. Before we get going here on our show, I have to thank, of course, Raider Mayak. Crazy sponsor. Thank you so much for your donation. Um, to the Raider Nation podcast. It really helps us out a lot. Uh, you really didn't have to do that. You could, you know, you don't have to send anything, but when you can help us out, I just want to tell you from Randy and I's heart, we really appreciate it because you know what it does. It just takes takes a lot of heat off us having to put it down, if you know what I'm trying to say. Also, Dan 206 Raider, another crazy sponsor. Thank you so much for your um Very generous donation. We appreciate it, and it will go to good use, man, right here on the show, uh, videos, everything else. We keep trying to make the show better for you all. So without further ado, you guys, we're going to hit the bone line first because you guys got to hear each other, and that's a lot better than hearing me sometimes because uh, you get perspectives from all over the country, and you will. So on this bone line, we have some great Raiders. I'm telling you, Raider Rick is off the hook. He is so on fire, man. Raider Rick is my pal. He's a great fan. Nobody tell me that this guy's not a fan. He's a frustrated fan, man. I'm telling you right now. The whole nation's frustrated with this bizarre bullshit going down in Alameda. The Crusader Raider, none other than Keith Smith, pops in with his takes. I'm telling you, the nation, when you get the bone line this hot, I'm telling you, people got to be heard. And I want you to hear all these guys because they've got some great takes. Here we go.
3: Hello, Raider Nation. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you here from London, England. Trouble brewing by the bay indeed. Greg and Randy, what's going on over there? We need to have some stability now as we build for next season when we're going to move on with Kiffin and Co., is it the end of Rob Ryan? Who knows? We hope not, if it's, uh, but if it's going to cause trouble between the nation, then we need to get it sorted and get it sorted quick. Al, come out there, sort it out, get the team sorted out, get the right picks in the draft, get the team moving on, and then let's get this, this team of ours back on the road again. I'd just like to send out a quick thank you to all the nation who sent me uh, regards following my surgery in hospital before Christmas, um, when I had my surgery for, for uh, to remove a cancer. I'm, I really appreciate the support you all gave me. It's good to hear from you all uh, by email and on the podcast and that, and I thank you for that. But hey, keep it going, guys. We need to know what's happening over here in the UK. Is the Crusader Raider coming there to sort that defence out? We'll have to see. I'll speak to you guys soon and go Raiders.
4: What's up, Raider Greg? Uh, I'm from Virginia. My name's Nathan. Just calling to say, I feel you about this whole thing. I'm not too happy with the Raiders. Um, I've lived in California my whole life, down in Oakland, and been a diehard fan ever since. Then moved down to Virginia, and, you know, they're just not doing it. Uh, Al Davis is making lots of mistakes. He isn't. He isn't making the right calls with Kiffin. He doesn't know how to keep a coach. How can we build a team? If we keep getting rid of a coach every year, how could we get used to an offense? How could the players get used to an offense if we don't have the same coach producing that offense? We can't keep switching our coaches. I think Al needs to realize that it's time, that he needs to realize that he's making mistakes, and we need to get some good people in there who realize what's going wrong, and they need to fix it, and we can't just get rid of them. Because after a year of 06, what we went through, we can't imagine going to playoffs in 07, or even 08. We have to build off what we have, and we have to capitalize on our options, and we're not doing that. I'm, I'm pissed off about this whole thing. I'm sick and tired of watching the playoffs and not seeing the Raiders in it, and frankly, I'm sick and tired of everyone coming up to me and bashing on me for being a Raider fan, but I'm still, I'm sticking with it. I believe it's black and silver. I'll never go to any other team, and I just hope it turns around quick. Thank you. My name's John Baldwin. I live in Des Moines, Iowa.
5: Um, I've felt the pain of being a Raider fan, and, and I actually, since the immaculate incompletion, I've hated the Patriots, and it's a strong word to use. I've been a Raider fan since November 6, 1983. My very first Raider game, seeing all all the great players—the Judge, Howie, Al all of them. I just love them to death. Davis, is Senile, even though he was a founder of the league, DSL, the but it, it's time for him to go. But we gotta we gotta rebuild. And being in Bear, Chief, Packer, Viking country. Really licks it nut, but I love going to Kansas City and we we won this year. It was the best feeling. I had everybody flipping me off after the game, and I just wanted to say to to you, Rader Greg, you put out a nice podcast. I'm hooked, and uh, look forward to more uh, more of your shows. I'm currently healing from a reconstructed ankle, so I've been kind of geeking on the computer, but uh, Long live Jack Tatum. Jack Tatum's uh, one of the few guys that I think's the Pete Rose of uh, of football players. He won't make the Hall of Fame when he should be a Hall of Famer, just because he never apologized for the tragedy that happened to Daryl Stingley. I'm out. The autumn wind is a raider. Hey, what's up, nation? This is
6: Blizzard King coming to you from the center of New England, Connecticut. Uh, you know, living in Connecticut, everyone around here is a Patriots fan, or, uh, should I say a gay-triots fan. I hate the Patriots. One, the tuck rule was horseshit, and what turns my stomach is seeing people wearing Moss jerseys. Fuck Randy Moss. I am so fucking sick of seeing the Patriots win, and I hope Eli Manning kicks the shit out of out of them next Sunday. Anyway... Uh, About the Raiders, I really hope they don't move from Oakland. Uh, You know, just too many memories from being a little kid, you know. Growing up, having the whole family over, eating pizza, watching the Raiders back when they were good. Uh, Well, I just hope Al Davis gets his shit together and leaves the team alone. I hope he lets Lane Kiffin and Rob Ryan work things out And, you know, I hope the Raiders get better. I want to see them win the Super Bowl in the next five years. I think we can do it. I really believe we can. Whatever. I'll keep wearing my shit, and I'll keep praying.
4: Catch you later.
0: How you doing? This is Tony from New Jersey. And I just can't believe what the seasons have brought to us. It's just just unbelievable, unreal as a Raider fan. I love my Raiders to death, but I think that, you know, is it, this is Al Davis, you know, he is a just true silver and black, we all know that, but time, you know, we need to change and the change is now, because the future won't be here if we don't have one to look forward to, so I think it's time that Al needs to let Kid Kiff do his thing, let him make the decision that, you know, we need to go back to where we used to be, you know, where is this, you know, the commitment to the excellence? Where is it at? It does not exist right now. And it's a shame. You know, as far as me, I watch every game back on the East Coast. And it's just plain sad to see the way this team has gone. That's all I have to say for now. Bye. Raider Greg, Randy, Raider Nation. Raider Rick
7: dropping a bone. Hey, I just wanted to talk about this bullshit going on out of Al- Alameda with, with Big Al, Al fucking Capone needs to be fucking shot anyways. Uh, this whole bullshit with Ryan and Kiff. Uh, I'll tell you what, nation, You know those of you dropping lines down on the comment forum section saying that we're not bleeding silver and black, that's bullshit. Bottom line is, unless we unite and uh, be heard as va- fans, uh, our voice needs to be heard, and the only way to get somebody's uh, attention is to, uh, to be heard with the money, with the pocketbook. So I'm not going to be dropping my hard-earned scratch, sit my ass in the seats. Uh, I've decided I'll just sit at home and watch it. Fuck it, I'll support them that way. Uh, I'll still bleed silver back, but uh, you know, Al's goat-smelling ass needs to, to fucking get out of Alameda and go to the crypt. Uh, it's about fucking time. Um, And fuck it. I know a lot of you are going to give me some heat for saying it, but fuck it. I'm throwing it out there. He's done a lot of shit for the Raiders. He fucking built that dynasty. But you know what? I, as a fan, don't want to sit here and watch that old, decrepit motherfucker lose what he fucking, you know, took 35, 40 years to build. And, uh, you know, he's a senile old motherfucker, and he needs to go to the crypt. Uh, Once he starts pushing up daisies, my ass will be back in the seat. I'm out.
8: Hey, this is Arkansan Raider. Uh, You know what? There is nothing worth raising my blood pressure about. There's nothing worth losing my precious beauty sleep about. Um, We ain't got anything here other than unsubstantiated stuff, because you know how it is. They always go on, oh, well, we have an unnamed source, or sources close to the team, or sources close to the NFL, any of that Rigmarole. They could be interviewing freaking janitors, right? I don't need to hear what some janitor has got to say, or even if it's freaking Lombardi or some crap. Who gives a rip? We'll know when it's officially announced. Don't get your panties in a wad. It's all cool. Chill. Our Kansan Raider out.
9: Hey, Randy and Greg, this is Robert Moorhead, Tokai Raider. I just got to call in to say that this whole thing is fucking hilarious. All the complaints we've been having about how Al Davis is screwing the team over, well, it's all bubbling over. It's all boiling up for the whole world to see in the giant stage, and it's just so fucking ridiculous. It's unbelievable. I think Kippen should sue Davis if he's got a, a case, for taking away all of his authority as a coach but not firing him. In doing so, Al Davis is probably violating his contract with Kiffin, but Kiffin could sue him for $4 million. And then we'd have a nice, nasty court case with everything brought out in the open and public documents about how Al Davis sleeps in a coffin and drinks blood and all this other shit. It's just fucking unbelievable. It's all the craziest scenarios you could think of, none of them come close. To how fucking ridiculous this whole thing is. And it's like a weight off my back. He's like, now I'm following the team, and I want the team to do well, but now the team's fucked up so badly, I don't have to worry about it anymore. Take care. Later.
2: Will someone fucking shoot me now? This is Tommy, the New York Radio. I am fucking going out of my mind to hear this bullshit about... The Raiders possibly firing Lynn Kiffin not only do I have to listen every single day about the Giants going to the Super Bowl they're gonna upset the Patriots from my best friends for my uncle for my mother for my father for my cousin and then I have to hear that we're the lasting stock of the NFL because this would be year number five with a different coach <sighs> Oh, my God, this is driving me crazy. This is driving me crazy. This is like finding out your kid is addicted to drugs because it seems like we're never going to – because you love your kid. You love your kid. You you you'll do anything for your kid. But you're like, what the fuck? Get your life together. Al Davis, what the fuck? Let the guy pick his own staff. I find you're gonna pick his personnel. Let him pick his staff. Why would you want somebody? Why would you want to work for somebody who you knew didn't want to work for you? And I'm talking. This is this is about the defensive coordinator. Let his ass go. He wants to come here, coach for the Jets. Let him fucking coach the Jets. The Jets suck. Oh man, this is so depressing. All right, boys. Well. I'm here for life. Whether they fire, whether I coach every fucking year a new coach, and if they hide Dennis Green, screen, I swear to God, I think I'm gonna just shoot myself. No one's gonna have to shoot me. I just had the vet. I just had the vet, and I couldn't do on the forum. I actually had to speak. All right, brothers, go Raiders. Peace.
1: All right, today's show, man. We got to get into it right away.
2: Yeah, yeah. Old town, Do you know about my
8: city,
2: old town. The city of old? Old town. Oh, don't
1: you know?
8: Old
1: town, Do you know about my city, old town. Save the old town. drama for your mama. I'm telling you right now, this dysfunction junction now. I mean, it just keeps getting funnier and funnier. We are definitely going to hit on that. We also are going to touch on some not-so-free agents. Yes, the agents are costing a whole lot more ducats these days. But old Cranky Al, you know, he'll pay for anything except for a coach. So he'll come out of his pocket with some money for these players. And, of course, they're going to cost some money. But there's some great picks out there. I hope whoever the coach is. Gets an opportunity to pick some of these players. We're going to go over that as well. And we're going to talk about this controversy all week. LT.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: what a pussy. I couldn't believe this guy is supposed to be the MVP last year. He is the most valuable pussy in the league. I'm telling you, LT stands for little twat. I don't like to say that word. It freaks me out, but it's so appropriate in this guy's situation. We will hit on that also, the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section, where you shout it out and where I try not to destroy it here at the Raider Nation podcast. So here we go, man. I'm telling you, the drama is hefty in Alameda. Dysfunction Junction, or as I like to say it,
3: Save the drama for your mama.
2: When you're down
4: and out. When you're on
1: here we go chris martinson yes adam Scheffner, yes and nancy gay all three came out of the woodwork just today and popped off with some great articles about the situation between kiffin and al davis and there's all kinds of speculation and if you thought it couldn't get more bizarre well guess what you were so wrong and you must be a new fan because all of us that have been around for a while know how funky things can get. And believe me, they are ever so funky. So here's a little bit from this article from ESPN NFL. It talks about Raider coaches refuse to heed Davis' call to resign. So he talks about here, and this is Chris Mortensen, of course, talks about owner Al Davis has been Pushing for Lane Kiffin to resign and considering Dennis Green as a potential replacement, sources close to Kiffin and the team said. Of course, the unnamed sources, they continue to be just mystery men. Um, I don't know who it is. Uh, I don't know. But we better get some Ghostbusters out there. And check these guys out. But, you know, like I said before, where there's smoke, there's fire. And evidently, there's some serious smoke blowing out of the ass of Alameda right now. Get that. Denny Green. Okay, the ultimate retread. Yes, once again, couldn't get a team. Yes, the Cardinals. Couldn't get the Vikings, with a great staff, to go anywhere as well. Denny Green you know what? His last name says it all. It's just green. It's just anything green I can think of just doesn't sound very good to me right now. And personally, I think Denny Green would be just a bunch of bullshit. Just another one on the line in the coaching carousel here in Alameda. Yes, the coaching carousel that you two could pick an offense and totally confuse your players yet another year until they get that scheme down. And then, yes, the next year, Let's pick a new playbook because that's what it's like, folks. It is absolutely impossible to create any kind of consistency with the revolving door of coaches. I do not understand <laughs> how Al doesn't see it. You know, there's all kinds of speculation. You'll see in the Raider Nation podcast forum, there's some wild speculation, but just look at what's happening to our doggone game. Kiffin's, Mortensen says, because Kiffin went 4-12 last year, I think that's horseshit because we all know it's going to take more than one season to turn our team around. And, of course, Al Davis doesn't want to pay the $2 million a year contract for Lane Kiffin, and there's supposedly a quote-unquote standoff. We've talked about that as well. However, now sources next to Davis are saying that... It is a non-issue. It is a non-issue. That's just the same statement they made just before they fired Art It's a non-issue. Now, you know I can go on and on and on, and I will go on and on. Denny Green also already, already debuked the report, and he told Barry reporters, every time there's a disruption in the coaching staff at Oakland, Denny Green gets a phone call. This must be his fourth or maybe even fifth shot at the Oakland Raiders. I don't even believe the fact that the name came up, but they had to bring up somebody. Somebody had to come up. Now, just this week, uh, Lane Kiffin has coached the Senior Bowl, which will be on Saturday, I believe. And he's expected to do very well. He's been interviewing the players. He's been doing the thing he has to do, Rob Ryan and him. If they're not talking, it certainly isn't obvious to anybody down there. So, as far as the rest of the situation is concerned, all speculation, but you know what? Like I said before, where there's smoke, there is certainly some frickin' fire. Now, (laughs) here's all I can say about this. When Gifford talks about this season, he talks about vast improvements needed to be made. He talks about not being satisfied with the season. And whenever anything is brought up, just like this, his comment was, and this is as of today, he will not comment on what happened in the last three weeks. Class act. Very classy, gentlemen. And he shows exactly what everybody in the Raider Nation knows. He is a guy with class. He is a hardworking young man that will turn our team around, and we need to hold on to him. Now, I don't know what the hell Davis is going to do, but I know that the fans have been freaking screaming about the situation here. Just out of control. Now, Mortensen, yes, he never liked us. Yes, he is a severe hater and took great joy, I'm sure, and writing this article and is, I'm sure, on a circuit, popping his mouth off and about how crappy that relationship is between Al Davis and, of course, Lane Kiffin. Now, I freaked out too. Of course, my freak out podcast was certainly that. I freaked out, as I'm sure other Raider fans have done. But let me tell you, here's another before I get into that, let me just go into another twist of this this day's unusual occurrences in Alameda. Now, of course, another name pops into the mix. James Lofton. Yes, familiar? Yes. Longtime Oakland Raider wide receiver and wide receivers coach for San Diego last year. Came in for an interview Monday, a source said, for the receivers coach job. Hmm. I can hardly imagine that because Kiffin brought five of his own into the team and didn't have too much trouble last year. However, I can't understand why that happened, except for I'm sure Al Davis's crooked little fingers had a whole lot to do with it. I'm sure it might have been some kind of jab at Kiffin, or here's who I might replace you with, or whatever. However Al Davis is doing it, he's trying to make it hot under Kiffin. This is only my speculation, my opinion. I've told you before I love Al Davis but he has got to step away from the team. He's got to stay in his jumpsuit, take his walker, get up to his place, sit down and enjoy a young coach and what he can do for the Oakland Raiders. Let me just come into this too because I, I it really lends into this whole James Lofton situation. I have been so flipped out for the, you know probably a couple of weeks now. I in my own right Have not wanted to do a show. I've been very bummed. I've been depressed about this. And finally, you know, today I just had an epiphany. Guess what? Who gives a shit? It's still the Raiders. Yes, they are dysfunctional. And yes, they are the joke of the NFL. Of course, we all say next year, next year, next year, something will change. Well, we all know that's not going to happen. And like many Raider fans out there that aren't going to renew their tickets, well, I understand that. I understand watching the team from the couch and certainly not contributing to the dysfunction junction there in Alameda. Everybody must do what they feel is necessary. Some people don't think there's a problem. Some people think that it's going to be fine. I, for one... Can't tell. I, for one, was hoping and praying for some stability this offseason. So all we had to do is concentrate on free agents and, of course, the draft. Well, guess what? Things have changed yet once again. And it just seems to me, for the last five years, from the Barrett Robbins psycho meltdown on drugs and alcohol in Mexico... Pre-Super Bowl, happy anniversary, by the way. From that time on, we have had nothing but a Barrett-Robbins type of management in Oakland. I'll tell you right now, we need a general manager. We miss Bruce Allen. Certainly made a huge difference in our team. And from the time he left and from the time today, we have not had anyone to fill his shoes. That is a dramatic problem in Oakland. And until we get a general manager who has some responsibility and actually can make some moves and work some contracts and keep things together, then we're going to have the same issues over and over and over again because this a 35 year old executive with experience as a general manager of an nfl football team is like a one-man, one-legged one man in an ass kicking contest 12 months out of the year the guy is overworked underpaid even if he makes a salary crazy effort crazy work involved in a gm job and here we have al davis Al Davis, who is yet very smart, very witty, very on tune to things, very quick, I'm sure very knowledgeable, I'm sure, but cannot in any way, shape, or form keep the pace of a real general manager. So I'm going to say that about this. Dysfunction Junction continues to roll on. If it's not James Lofton, it's Denny Green. If it's not Denny Green, it's somebody else. I'm sure someone else will doggone name will raise itself again. I'm just hoping it's not the Tom Walsh and Art shell show rerun. That would be the ultimate dysfunctional slap in the face to the Raider nation. So it's Kiffin versus Al. It's Al versus Ryan. It's Ryan versus the NFL. And it goes on and on and on. I know it makes no sense because this whole offseason has not made any fricking sense. So we will keep you posted and tuned in and turned on to what's going on here in Alameda. Because I'll tell you right now, quite frankly, I don't give a shit. I'm going to watch my Raiders. I'm going to wear my colors. I am always been and will continue to be a Raider fan. Take the verbal beatings like the rest of the nation and move the fuck on. Because you know what? It is what it is. You and I can't do a goddamn thing about it. And as far as I'm concerned, let's have fun. Let's have some tailgates. Let's have some fun in the preseason. Let's talk about drafts. Let's talk about free agents. Let's keep excited about our team, man, because you know what? You got to do it. You got to do it because I'll tell you what, man, the alternative is very ugly. We do not want to turn into a bunch of San Diego puss-ass fans. Absolutely. And I refuse to do that, and I know – Every Raider fan out there is bummed, but you know what? They're still Raider Nation. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, Mason, let's just check it out now. We got free agents. We got free agents. We got free agents that aren't so doggone free. So we will talk about these characters. There's a lot of free agents that will be kept. Um, A lot of contracts happening behind closed doors. So the names I throw out here, who knows? They could happen. They might not even happen. But I certainly think they'll be great additions to our team. So... We have, we have the deep pockets right now. We have the money. Uh, Al Davis sold a portion of his team last year. Let's not forget about that. That's worth big bucks, and he needed that to help, help to pay Jamani. So we need to build a team around Jamoney, and we're going to help do that in free agency because that is our biggest weapon, really. They say the draft, but we can't draft for shit. So the Raiders have to depend on their free agent acquisitions which actually have not done very bad for us. We've been pretty lucky on those. So I'm going to go over some of them that are available. You know, Albert Hansworth was absolutely brutal on us. He killed us. Now, he's going to ask for big money uh, from the Titans this year, and he's a young guy. So he can run stuff anybody. He's a great stuffer on the run, and he's the kind of player we need to keep in contact with and get a hold of. The fact that he's in the AFC certainly won't do us any favors. But if Hainsworth comes available and we get a chance to pick him, I certainly would definitely think it's a great pick. Now, here's a great thing, too. Alan Fenneca. Now, he's a guard for the Steelers, and he complained last year about not wanting to be on the team. He's a little bit older at 31, but definitely not out. He's nasty, and he has a big-time presence in the middle and could definitely be an anchor for the Raiders' front line. We need the offensive line, just a little bit more power. We need an anchor. I understand we've sucked. We, we were better last year. And if we could get an anchor like this character right here, Fenneca would be a great addition to the Raiders' He would be an anchor to the line and perhaps give us just enough time to throw the ball or actually give our running backs an opportunity to blow through some bigger holes. I think that'd be a great pickup, and since he doesn't want to be there, certainly should keep our feelers out for that one. Now, Jared Allen, a defensive end of the Chief, he's like Hainsworth. He's pretty good, but, you know... I think the Chiefs are going to try to hold on to him. Definitely won't trade him to the Raiders, not unless there's a death wish somewhere in that staff because you definitely lose your job. Hell, the crowd would come over and hang your ass from the highest tree if they gave him one of those players for crying out loud. And, you know, Candy Moss is available. You want him back? I'd like to have him back just to bitch slap him in practice. (laughs) That's what I'd say. He's going to be available, but you know what? Who knows about Moss? He'll probably stay with the rats, the Patriots rats, because, you know, he's there, and he's one of their good old boys. Certainly hasn't said much about anything. Good old Randy. slips slapping around his girlfriend and all that, but he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah, that's some bullshit. We all know what kind of personality he has. Quitting biatch. Okay, let's see now. Corey Williams, defensive tackle from the Packers. Now, the Packers' defense came out brutal this year, and I was really surprised they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. But it wasn't because of their defense. It was certainly because of their offense. The offense give given up the ball, and it was brutal because the Giants had many, many chances to make it happen, and it did. Now, he's a talented interior pass rusher, but you know he could cost a lot of money. And he is not his prime. I, for one, think that the Packers will probably hold on to him. But it's hard to say with the cap these years because they could be over. A lot of these players you don't think they'll get rid of? I'm telling you, man, the cost of players is so prohibitive that we really have a chance to actually get some people in free agency. That's my personal belief, The the reason why I think free agency is much more attractive than the draft for getting good players these days because I think the worm is turned in that theory. I don't think the draft is as important as free agency, myself, because of the amount of money we're talking as far as veteran players goes. I think we can get a really good player from a team who can't afford it. I really think that's the future of the NFL. That's my two cents. Whatever. Okay, let's see now. Terrell Suggs from the Ravens. Now, he was on a a Ravens defense that didn't do very well last season, but he's a little long in the tooth. Could get him for a good price, and he could be a great run defender as well because they are got a good run defense, and he's also a pretty good pass rusher. I know we're heavy on defensive ends, but I think we'll cut a couple guys this season, so we'll be looking in that direction too. we got to get a defense together. That's what I'm talking about. Um, now, here's another one from the C- C- Seahawks or Seahags or Seafags, whatever you want to call them. Now, Marcus Trufant is a freaking stud, and he's a cornerback that's proven, he's a hard hitter, and he's great in the moves. If we could have him on the other side of a Samoa, we could have a certain shutdown passing game. That would be brutal. It's his fifth season with the Seahawks, and he delivered one of the greatest years ever when you watch him play this year, and I did. But they'll probably put the franchise tag on him. But it depends on who their coach is. I'm just saying. Um, but he is an ace defensive back who calls for big money but worth every freaking penny. You just never know what's going to happen. If we could get Trufant, that would be absolute bomb. That would be the bomb, I'm telling you, right now. Now, here we go. Bernard Berrien. Here is a secret weapon that we could pick up out of the Bears that are shaky already because their quarterbacks have never been consistent in the last couple years. He is on the right team if he comes to the Raiders and plays with Jemani. He's a superstar in the making. This guy, if you haven't seen him and you haven't watched any film, check him out. I'm sure you can find him on YouTube. Bernard Berriam is the man. And a great diamond in the rough. The Raiders should get him because we need wide receivers that are separators. And he is a big play guy. The kind of guy Al Davis really likes because he can stretch the field. We don't have anybody like that. And we need somebody great pickup as well. Okay. Ryan LaHia from the Colts. Now, I don't know if the Colts are going to have a garage sale after this season. They might want to retool. There's a lot of talk about the coaching staff, a lot of uncertainty on the Colts right now. So they might shed some players as well. This guy is a guard, outstanding, all-around blocker, and great on penetration for the run. We would be another great addition to the line. Like I said, we don't need too much help there, but we need somebody who will anchor it. Big time. Big time. And that's what I'm talking about. Let's look, see again. DJ Hackett, okay? Now, here's somebody who's got some, some some skills, and he showed some great potential. He had a little bit of injury problem, and he had a bad ankle in the playoffs, so he didn't play very well in the second game. But he's another guy that gets separation. Look at him on YouTube. You can see Hackett is a speedster, and he makes great route runs. You got to check him out. Because we need someone like this, and we can't depend on the draft for wide receivers. Because wide receivers in drafts, you just that's like a stretch to the max. Uh, getting a wide receiver that's worth a damn is tough. And in this draft, I'm not sure where we where, where we're headed, but it doesn't look like a very strong draft as far as last year and the year before goes. So we we have to look at see what kind of defense we're going to run to. Who knows. Who the coordinator would be, where the coaches would be, like I said. You just never know. You just never know. There's also Justin Smith, a defensive end from the Bengals. I know I've been talking a lot about defensive ends, but we need to have someone who's gonna stop the frickin' run. And someone who get, get in and make a stop on the quarterback. If we have some good defensive ends, at least somebody that can get in and pass rush in a quick set especially if you're going to run the 4-3. you got to get penetration, and this guy is it. The Bengals, they're on a roll. They'll probably keep him. They'll probably pay him, but you just never know. You just never know. So those are some of the free agents that are available that I was just thinking that Raiders could use. Um, got to think about these things. I'm hoping that one of these guys falls to us because we could – seal up a couple of holes this year and free agency and actually do very, very well next year. I'm hoping that we can do the 500, get to at least a 500 season. I would be very happy with an eight and eight as pathetic as that sounds. And I do remember a time folks when eight and eight was very unacceptable in Oakland. I remember a time when six wins was absolutely disgusting in Oakland. And I don't want to go there because that's ancient history. We haven't won in five seasons. We haven't been a threat in five seasons. Things have got to change, folks. Let's just hope that dysfunction junction turns itself around and we have some um have some things go on. And and you know, I'm gonna go out on a tangent right now. I want to talk about the 85 Bears. I think it was the 85 Bears. You had Mike Dick as an offensive head coach, actually, and Ryan, Buddy Ryan. Now, you want to talk about two guys that hated each other outright openly arguing, yelling, physical (laughs) confrontations on the sideline. You would think that that team would be a freaking mess. It wasn't. The defense was probably one of the best in NFL history, and the offense, well, need I say more, they were a juggernaut as well. It just it just goes to show you that anything is possible, folks. Even with Kiffin and Ryan at each other's throats, we could have a successful organization. I will still harp on the fact that we need a general manager. Without a doubt, we need a general manager that knows football, not some guy trying to learn it on the run, General manager is a solid position on any successful franchise. You got to have one. And Al just ain't making it. So um, there you go. That's it. There's my tangent. Let's get on to the next story, okay?
3: Left me
6: standing
7: all alone, alone and crying, crying, crying
1: is <laughs> and we lost the playoffs. Now I watched that game and of course I wanted to see the Patriots lose. Even if it meant the San Diego Chargers would go on another game. I hate the Patriots with a frickin' passion almost as much as I hate San Diego. So I had to take great joy in seeing San Diego lose the way they did. My two cents on that game is they should have put Volick in as quarterback because Rivers could not move and he could not throw because he had no punch in his throw because he couldn't lean on his foot. His ankle was jacked up. He's got so many tears in his knee, it looks like a paper shredder. So, you know, I'm telling you that Rivers should have been out. Volek should have been in. Thank you, North Turner, for being such a... Loser. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yes, Norm Turner didn't do them any favors. You know, I love Norms Turner. Norm Turner's post-game conference when he had to say this. Well, it's the Patriots. What do you expect? Uh, you know, they're undefeated. What a weak-ass comment to, we should have beat him and we'll get him again. I'm telling you, man. It sounds just like the Rob Ryan thing of, well, if they get rid of me, I'll get a job within two weeks. Not, you know, Rob Ryan, that pisses me off. I'm going on another frickin' tangent. Rob Ryan, why didn't you say something like, we're going to turn the defense around, we're going to make it work, we're going to be better next season. I'm not concerned about my job because I know that we're going to make things better next season. I'm not concerned about my job because we have big plans to turn the defense into a juggernaut next season. No, I'm not worried about next, next season because I get a job in two weeks. That says everything, and I just want to leave it right there at that. But back to LaDamian, LT. what a punk-ass biatch. Did you see him on the sidelines? He was sitting there like my 12-year-old daughter with sunglasses on. He had a visor on his helmet. Did not get off his goat-smelling ass to encourage one freaking teammate during the entire Game because he did try to go in and evidently couldn't make it happen. I'm not comparing Rivers to him because Rivers could stand there and hop around on a bad leg and LT had to, you know, put some pressure on it and work it. I'm not saying that. If he couldn't play, could play and that's the way it is. He doesn't need surgery. That kind of says a whole lot about him in the first place. What a pussy. Anyway, beyond that, Wouldn't you think you'd like someone to, let's say, inspire your teammates? Let's say, help the other running backs and maybe seeing what you see and helping them out or encouraging the team in any way, shape, or form? I'll tell you this. LT is exactly a reflection on the fans of the San Diego chartless, boltless, nutless Chargers. He is sackless, spiritless, and totally selfish When it comes down to, I'm not getting my way, and I can't play, so I'm going to pick up all my toys and sit here on my goat-smelling ass and pout. Because he was just like my 13-year-old who would sit there and pout because he didn't get his way. Well, LT, you just showed all your fans what kind of a guy you are, especially the whole NFL, what kind of player you are. And I just got to say this. You just showed that you're a punk-ass bia. And that's all I have to say about that. Well, let's hit the Raider Nation podcast comments forum section and hope that I do not destroy it completely. Because it's totally possible that I do. Because you guys know me and how I am.
6: Oh, gosh.
1: Are you guys through with it? Are you guys finished with the Lane Kiffin scenario? Are you guys done with the whole... (laughs) Are you done with that whole thing? Well, I know I am. I'm done with it, and so all I got to say is, it is what it is, and we're going to hit the forum and see what people got to say. Well, Randy comes in with Greg has some issues of his own, so no podcast for a couple of days. Well, I'm doing a podcast tonight because my issues, you know, they're just issues. You know what? Life happens between podcasts for Red or Greg. Same stuff that happens around your house. You know, the fence falls down, the window gets busted, the kid runs away. You know, stuff that happens in life. Things happen to me, too, and sometimes I have other issues that are certainly more pending and more important um, than this. So I try to do as best I can. Just want you to know I am human being. Okay, here we go in with Raider Rico. Man, I've been reading the post on ESPN.com, and a lot of Raider fans are stepping down. I never thought I'd say this, but I can't blame them. Here's a fact. We are not going to win over four games in the next five to ten years. I wish I could let it go like the rest of them, but I can't. I can't. The silver and black is way too deep in my veins, and I can never see myself rooting for any other team. My motto still, win, lose, or tie, Raiders till I die. I'm here to stay, and we'll be getting out of it in the next five or ten years. (laughs) Hang tough nation. And, of course, Rader Rick comes in with, Raider Rico, don't confuse our stepping down, as you put it, with not bleeding silver and black. I still bleed silver and black. However, I refuse to give my hard-earned money as support. I will do from my couch. i will support from my couch. I guess you could say that, in a way, I'm going on strike. Things never change as long as people decide to go with the flow. I still wear my gear. I'm just not supporting Al with my cash until things change. Well, going on strike's a good thing, Raider Rick. I'll tell you what, you're not alone. A lot of people are talking about not upping their tickets, and it's not because they're not good fans. It's because they are goddamn good fans, smart fans, cerebral fans that care about this team. And I'll tell you, When you're talking about a million fans, we all can't be wrong we're talking about this bullshit because, like I said, the boards are crazy everywhere. Mercury News, uh, San Francisco Chronicle, everywhere you look, anywhere where there's a Raider blog, people are just putting it out, putting it out there. You don't have to be, you know, you're going to wear your stuff. There's a million fans ain't going to leave like the, the Charger fans had put their shit in a drawer or sell it or put it on eBay because they don't wear it or don't go to the games or whatever. And they have a team that's going to the playoffs. They still don't go to the games. Well, you know, that's bullshit. Never happened to the Raiders. But, yeah, people are pissed. What can I say? Okay, let's see. Randy here put up somebody asked uh, that – about the Al Davis talking about the Raiders um, and Al Davis's speech, and Raider Randy put it up here on the uh, the uh, board, so you can check it out here on the podcast boards. He has it here, and you could listen to Al Davis talk about the commitment to excellence and all that Kool Aid. At this point, uh, don't let me get into it because I'll get emotional. And Raider Rico, I don't think it's going to take five or ten years to turn things around because Al Davis won't be around for five or ten years, honestly. Um, And I certainly think Mark Davis is going to have to have some help, thus the GM situation like I was talking about. So I also say hang in there, my friends. Hang, Tough Nation, because things are going to get better faster than you think. And who knows? It could even happen this year. Like I said before, other duos of coaches that hated each other, went to the Super Bowl, and were victorious. So let's go on here. Raider Buck comes in. He's, he just quoted on uh, what Jerry McDonald had to say. And Raider Buck says he called the Raiders' headquarters and asked if the Raiders are going to read the statement. The lady asked about what? Reader Buck told her about all the rumors that are flying around about Al Davis once Lane kiffed out. She responded, yes, that's exactly what they are, rumors. I responded, so Al Davis is not trying to push Lane out of the organization? No, sir, we don't have anything like that in front of us. <laughs> well, does that say it all? And, of course, Buck says, well, I guess we'll see. Well, of course, she didn't say, absolutely not. And you know who you're talking to, Buck, I'll tell you who you're talking to, When you go to the Alameda facility, there's a girl in the front who lets you in and out of the door. She's kind of the receptionist last phone answerer, and that's who she is. She probably doesn't know three of the names of the players in the team, maybe four, I I would say. But I I don't think maybe she would know their names at all unless she sees them on a daily basis. And (laughs) she doesn't know Jack, and no one in the organization with any kind of credibility is coming out and saying anything concrete. Where there's smoke, there's fire. What the fuck ever. Okay. A Tokai Raider said, just think of the things I could spend my season ticket on besides season tickets. Raider Rick says, Robert, I was thinking the same thing. Maybe I'll buy my kids a couple of quads, get a couple of dirt bikes this year. That's tragic. You know, when you think about how much it costs, nation, I'm telling you, man, it ain't the 10, 15, 20, even $25 a ticket anymore. We're talking huge dollars. We're talking thousands of dollars to go to the game, to have a tailgate, to have some fun, to have a beer and a dog and watch a game. And I'm talking thousands of dollars. It's it's pretty incredible. So when you're talking about not buying season tickets, you're talking about some money. You know, I ain't, I ain't going to bitch or nothing. I'm just telling you the facts, brother. Rita Rick comes in, a beer, a dog, and nachos, $15. Parking lot tickets and gas money, $250. Tailgating with Raider Greg and Randy, priceless. Al pushing up daisies, beyond priceless. It can't happen too soon. I would never wish that on anybody, man, but I feel your pain. (laughs) The assassin comes in with... I'm in L.A., but if anyone plans to stage a protest at the Raiders facility, I'll make the trip. I've always hated Marty Schottenheimer, Martin Schottenheimer, Schottenheimer and Mike Shanahan or Shanerat, but now I see why these guys like to despise Al Davis and have publicly stated the Raiders have the worst run organization in the league. Well, the truth, my friends... At this point, it hurts pretty good. It wasn't that bad when Bruce Allen was in town. That's all I got to say. We need a GM. Raider Buck comes in with 510-864-5000 is the Raiders headquarters <laughs> number. Al Davis Home Address, 300 Mountain Avenue, Piedmont, California, 94611-3508. Send him a big letter. Yeah, mm, letter. What a fucking joke this team has become. Someone needs to step up and step in now. Okay. That's <laughs> that's pretty much crazy. Tokai Raider. This is one of my favorite guys, I swear. Robert Morin, you are my partner. He comes in with fucking hilarious. Sorry, but I'm past feeling sick about this. This has gone far beyond ridiculous, and it is now the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. We all wondered how many wheels had to fall off the wagon before someone decided to fix it. Well, this wagon has no wheels and has a crazy old coot holding the reins. These reins are attached to Jamarcus Russell, who now is probably wondering if he should have continued his holdout and re-entering the draft. Dennis Green, good God. Now Art Shell's name can be thrown in over and over. We're back to a different Al Davis ass kisser and a bad coach to boot. They are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. That famous saying coming to him in a press conference after the Denny Green meltdown. yes. The blow-up, yes. What a maroon. Anyways, Robert goes on to say, you know, there's nothing any there's nothing any Charger or Bronco fan could post on this site now that could be any worse than the actual crap coming out of Alameda. Oh my fucking God. Lane Kiffin for president. The Raiders sent me an email last night for a season ticket holder survey. God, I wish I had gone off on the coaching thing when I filled it out. In Lane, we trust. Um, and on a side note, before I go on, if you guys get any of that crap, you say exactly what you feel about the organization. Do not hold back, please. They need to freaking hear it. Let me continue with Robert's rant. What's that Neil Young song? Old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. I think Lane should slick his hair back, wear some tracksuits, since he's a lot like Davis. Stubborn, smart, and, well, Al used to be smart. How many days until Tom Flores' name gets thrown into the ring? I just think all of these things I could spend my season tickets on besides season tickets. Well said, Robert. Great rant. (laughs) Need we say more? That is so funny. Here comes the English Raider. Just when you think this shit can't get worse, this comes along and kicks you square in the balls. The Raiders should come out and say something officially and stop treating the fans like mugs, English slang for stupid. You said it right, man, English Raider. Why doesn't Alameda come out with something intelligent, intelligible, And something to say to the fans to keep some faith for crying out fucking loud. Here comes Raider Scott. I'll not spend another dime on anything that benefits the Raiders or Al Davis. Fuck this shit. I'm done until Davis is out. Now that's pretty brutal. That's a statement, man. And people are pretty pissed. Well, let's just see. Everybody hold on to your temper because I, of course, have gone through all my psych meds and I'm looking to new prescriptions that make me feel even happier when I place them in my personal Kool-Aid. Raider Nation, you know, like I said, you got to just get the fuck over it. It's still our team. I'm not saying rah, 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 sistumbah, and I ain't buying another thing out of any Raider store until we turn this shit around. Now... I don't know about my season tickets. I think I owe it to the fans to go. You know what? Sometimes it's absolutely painful, like all season last year. However, you know what? I just got to stick with what I do. This podcast, it's necessary for me to do things like the Commitment to Excellent Dinner, the Belenikoff Foundation Dinner, not just for... For the podcast, of course, I enjoy going. It's for a good cause. There's a lot of charities that benefit from that. On my season tickets, I got to go to the games so you can go to the games. I got to be in the parking lot so you can be in the parking lot. I'm not making excuses. I will sit my ass in a seat and support the team, whether I like it or not, because the Raider Nation podcast needs to have someone in the stands to see what the hell's going on there. It's very important to me as a fan, and I know it's important to you. Now, one more thing I'll say. I love this fan group. I love you guys, man. You are great. Don't give up because this is pretty comical. You know, there's no drama in the NFL besides the Raiders. You don't see anybody else going through this drama, you know, going through Dysfunction Junction. I know, something nothing to be proud about, but you know what? At least it's entertaining Some in some strange and bizarre way. you got to keep your eyes posted and your ears turned in because you just never know what's going to happen. But please, no Denny Green, anything but that. Uh. Well, keep up the hope, keep up the rope of dope. And you know what? Keep smiling and wearing your stuff, because I will. And I will be here again next week, no matter what happens, if we hire Chris Mortensen as our head coach and Adam Schefter as our defensive coordinator. Who knows what will happen? Anyways, <laughs> Top Flores could be in the mix. And this is Ritter Greg, and I'm telling you, man, just hang a smile <laughs> on that mug of yours. And move the fuck on, because you gotta laugh. Because you know what? We're all goddamn sick of stressing out and crying. I am Raider Greg, and I am out!